This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the best social media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. She's so confident there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now on with the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And this is our monthly series called Closing Time with uh, Chris Linsell in partnership with TheClose.com. Now, if you're not familiar, let me tell you a little bit about The Close. The Close is a new kind of real estate website designed to give agents, teams, and brokerages actionable strategic insight from industry professionals. They cover real estate marketing, lead gen, technology, and team building strategies from the perspective of working agents and brokers who want to take their business to the next level. Please visit theclose.com and subscribe to their newsletter so you can be notified every time they publish an article. And from the close, we have Chris Linsell. Now, uh, Chris is the Close's resident expert on real estate topics, ranging from marketing, lead generation, transactional best practices, uh, and everything in between. He's a licensed agent in the state of Michigan. Chris has also been part of hundreds of transactions from modest rural, uh, rural starter homes to massive waterside compounds. When he isn't writing, you'll find Chris fly fishing, um, this, I, I'm not sure about today, but hopefully you'll, you can go back to fly fishing soon um, in the trout streams of Michigan or on stage performing in his, lo- his community theater's latest production. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show again. DJ, great to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Are you, are you currently doing anything in theater right now? Are you guys performing <laughs> in any capacity? Uh, no, absolutely not. I, I'm introducing my kids to uh, some, some live streamed uh, Broadway shows, but cool. that's, that's about it. And in fact, my only real escape during the week is to the trout streams. So, uh, oh, my so you wife, are able to go out and fish. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I can pretty much, I don't have to socially distance from fish. So that's true. Uh, I get like <laughs> four hours to myself every week. Uh, and I am spending that in the river right now. So <laughs> My wife well, is I was, very, very gracious on that. We're really lucky from a theater perspective here in Chicago. We have one of the best theater scenes in the country. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. some would argue maybe the best, but we have these great places like Goodman and Steppenwolf and, mm. and, and there's dozens of others. Um, but, you know, some of them are doing things, uh, you know, virtually, and I haven't really got a chance to watch any of it yet. So I was curious if... Um, if you guys have gone virtual yet. Uh, but yeah, so, so you're in Michigan and, and mm-hmm. things are uh, definitely a lot of eyes on Michigan. The, the country is watching uh, oh you guys. Um, just to, you know, your governor is, is so interesting. I, I think she's, uh, she's fun to watch and she's, I think she has a lot of really smart ideas. And oh, yeah. I know not everyone believes that and not everyone sure. likes, but, but um, I think it, it seems um, quite sensible when you guys are, are one of the you know, 
states with with the most uh, challenges right now. So yeah, it, it is a challenge, and and I'll tell you what, you know, I, I'm not going to draw a line in the sand as far as sure. where you, where you stand on stuff. I will say though that. Um, you know, for better or worse, Michigan's got a lot of really passionate, opinionated people in it. Uh, and um, when we are not busy uh, swimming in the Great Lakes and floating down streams, uh, we are um, participating uh, in a spirited manner in all forms of political <laughs> conversation. But I can say this. I can say this. Um, we are on the road to recovery, just like most places uh, in the United States. And uh, we're in a better place now than we were uh, two weeks ago or even a yeah. month ago. So um, that I'm thankful for and glad we're continuing to move in the right direction here. Yeah, I I feel the same way here in Chicago. Obviously, we're we're locked down pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, not, maybe not as tight as as Michigan, but there's a lot to be worried about. And um, yeah. but I I still just believe that there's so many people right now at home going. As soon as I'm as soon as this all is over, I'm mm-hmm. gonna start looking for another a bigger place. That mm-hmm. has to be a lot, especially with interest rates being as low as they are right now. Mm-hmm. I have to assume that's that's. I know it's on my mind and, yeah. and me personally. It's got to be on a lot of people's minds. I, I, you know, I completely agree with you. There's, there's a lot of of chatter right now, both in the real estate and just the business community in general, about this pent up demand for for going out and doing business. And and I think that that's that's a legitimate thing in real estate. And and there's really no uh, situation more. Um, focus than a, than a time where you can't leave your house for people to sit around and wonder, should I get a new house? (laughs) Is this place right for me? Um, so I, you know, I think that that demand is going to be there, uh, to some degree, we'll just have to wait and see how, uh, how things shake out in the mortgage market and whether or not we'll be able to qualify people for loans as easily as we were before. But, you know, I, I am continuing to be optimistic about what's going to happen on the other side of this. Great. Well, I know you had some thoughts about whether, you know, the buyer's market and and where that's headed, where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Would love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I I am, I'm just going to go on record as saying, because I actually, I I got some, uh, some flack on Twitter the other day for uh for what for, wait flack on twitter there was a dissenting opinion on twitter <laughs> i know it's really hard to believe it's just <laughs> you think twitter is one big uh kumbaya circle around yeah. a, a virtual campfire somebody got a, a couple of somebody's got pretty miffed at me when i refuse to call what we are in right now a recession and so okay i just want to like back up just for a second i i use the more academic definition of recession which is six months of economic downturn and we are not there yet think about where we were six months ago we were i mean this was pre-christmas six months ago things were in pretty good shape uh back then and um i I am certainly not saying that we the the likelihood of us moving in that direction is bad I, i think a recession is on the horizon in one form or another and what typically follows that in a real estate uh market is a buyer's market Sellers markets tend to be uh, associated with bull markets uh, and and uh, buyers markets with bear markets. And so, you know, it's something I think real estate professionals need to be thinking about because a lot of us um, haven't actually been in a real buyers market before. I mean, if you think about the last time, I mean, this was 2008, 2009 
when we were really experiencing some of these buyer's market conditions, oh, there's a lot of real estate professionals who have never had that in their career at this right. point. And so it's, it's something that we should be thinking about right now. Like what's going to be different? How are things going to change? What do I need to do to adjust my business to, to continue to be successful in that condition? And, and what, what do you think people should be doing right now to prepare? Is there mm. anything that an agent can do yeah. uh, just thinking about that future? Well, I'd say, first of all, the, the most important thing to do right now is to adjust your expectations as far as um, market performance. Um, you know, just generally speaking, there are less transactions during a buyer's market because you have less demand to actually make those purchases. Now, we were talking just a few minutes ago about how there's going to be some pent up demand when we are finally, you know, released from, from home confinement here. And I, I do think that that is true, but I don't know how um, long lasting that is going to be. So sure. that's going to be our first kind of adjustment is, is remember, we're going to see a few less transactions uh, than we're typically used to. We're, we're also going to see a drop in home prices. You know, there are, um, uh, some of the big uh, third-party aggregators like uh, Zillow and Realtor.com are all uh, looking at uh, drops anywhere between three and five percent by the end of 2020. Um, and you know, for a lot of people, their home is their is their uh, largest source of wealth. Uh, and when when you when you're chopping five percent out of somebody's nest egg, that's pretty significant. So yeah. we as real estate professionals need to be sensitive to that and understand kind of the ramifications of what that means for our clients. So that's that's the that's the first thing I would say is is adjust expectations. The other thing I'll say is we need to think about adjusting our strategies a little bit because if we remember. Um, as a part of a buyer's market, if less properties on average, even if it's only a little bit less, some less on average are going to be selling, that means we're going to see more expireds, we're going to see more for sale by owners, uh, and we're going to see more withdrawn listings than we did even last year. And this is an opportunity for um, real estate agents as marketers to think about who that selling clientele is, what their situation is in, and how you can market your business to best appeal to those, to those prospects. Because those are folks who are still interested in selling their home. They just didn't have any success the first time around. Yeah. And for anyone listening who's not aware, although I suspect most of our listeners are, but just in case, there mm -hmm. are companies that will sell you expireds and for sale by owner listings. So, yeah. I mean, you can obviously set up searches probably through your MLS as well, mm -hmm. but it, it's pretty reasonable. Now, they're obviously challenging phone calls. I, I think in even the most successful agents who make those kind of calls would probably say that. However, those are people, as Chris said, that are looking to sell their homes and you know, maybe they had a negative experience previously with an agent. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they or their expectations were, were out of alignment with reality. Whatever happened, um, they can be challenging calls because these are people who have had uh, not they have not had success um, in in their in that in this particular go around. But they can be converted, and I have had many guests on our show who make those calls and, and love it. And I've always thought, well, that's gotta be the hardest phone call. And some people say, no, nah, it's really not that bad. You, you know? So there are services for, for very little uh, investment. We'll, we'll send you those listings daily. And yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I think that it's, it's worth pointing out here. Um, there was a study done by Baylor University 
back uh, now granted this is almost it's like eight years ago now back in 2012 um uh, a, a baylor university uh business school um did a study on cold calling and they actually used real estate as their subject um business within this study and um, uh, there's a, if you search on online, it's super easy to find. If you search Keller Center, which is one of their business schools there, Keller Center cold calling, um, you'll, you'll come to the, the short sheet on this report. But basically what this report said is if you can use a consistent uh, script that delivers value to your callers and you stay consistent about when you're calling and work through uh, a group of people that you've identified as potential customers, which is they haven't sold their home in the last five years. Um, out of this, this study showed one uh, for every 209 calls that you make, you get a listing or a referral. And that seems that's like a, a lot pretty, of- That's a great return on investment. I know, right? I mean, honestly, it seems like a lot of, you know, when I, I talked to, to agents about, um, you know, when I'm coaching about being anxious on the phone, you know, they, one of the, one of the answers I get is I, I hate hearing no. And I just tell them every no you, you get here, you are one no closer to a yes. And if you could make, I mean, 208, 209 calls in a week, that's less than 50 calls a day. That's less yeah. than an hour a day on the phone. Um, you'd get a listing every week that yeah. you did that that would double the business of the average real estate agent in the United States. So this is a time that, that in a buyer's market, you can take advantage of these statistics and work those prospects because those folks are interested in selling. There are chances for agents to prosper here. You just have to kind of adjust your sales to the new wind. We, um, we focus a lot on recruiting agents to join mm -hmm. our firm and we've tried every medium over the last 10 years I've been doing this. Um, and, and we now have about 700 agents here. When I started, we just had a few. So I've, I know what works and what doesn't work mm -hmm. even just in the, on the recruiting side. And we've, we've sent emails and I can't even tell you how many emails we've sent probably millions uh, mm -hmm. over that time. We have a lot of agents here in Chicago. We we've made, uh, sent postcards. We've done anything, uh, mailers, um, handwritten notes handwritten notes are ideally probably the best way or one of the best ways but they're very costly and they're difficult uh, as far as time but um, we're, we're reaching out to thousands and thousands of agents and what we have found over the years is a, a good phone call which is non-salesy provides value mm -hmm. um, it has been our most successful strategy in, in a time where everybody hates getting a cold call mm. we just do it in a very soft way so there are this idea that, you know, if you say, well, I don't like getting cold calls. Yeah, nobody does. However, if you got one that was actually of value, um, you probably wouldn't, uh, you know, you, it's, it's not difficult to actually make a good phone call. Um, mm -hmm. And if you just know how to do that, you'll actually have more success than you probably realize. And I, the other yeah. thing is you, you won't really be upsetting people as much as you might think as well, because yeah. you're calling them in a very soft way and offering value. And if they say no, oh, well, you move on. Absolutely. You're a hundred percent right. And especially right now, I don't know if, if um, you've got audience members here who are, who are actively prospecting right now, but you know, the folks that I've been speaking to on the phone, 
because um, I, you know, I do my best to try and stay active and, and working uh, in my local markets, uh, just in, in Northern Michigan in general. And, you know, I, I'm certainly getting my fair share of no thank yous, which is a part of prospecting. But the folks who I am talking to genuinely are excited to just talk to somebody because yeah. we are craving that sort of human connection right now. So, um, you know, right now is a great time to get started on that stuff. If you're not, if, you, if you're feeling anxious about the phone, you've got a little bit of, um, a little bit of forgiveness because you've got people who really do want to talk right now. So why not jump in right now and get comfortable because you got a golden opportunity to do it. We just recently had on uh, the top, I, I believe the top one or two uh, agent in all of New York City. Mm -hmm. And we, I was asking him, his name is Elon uh, Braca, and I was asking him, how did you get started? He really had no sphere of influence. This is, he's been here 20 years now. And New York is a notoriously difficult market to do mm -hmm. sales in because of course sales are, you know, just so incredibly expensive and everyone rents in New York and even, even working with rent renters is difficult. But anyway, he was saying that he got almost all, and he, and he couldn't be a nicer non-salesy type of guy. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm what I'm about to tell you, 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 you might've thought otherwise, but he, when he first started and even now he would get listings from cold calls mm. and he would literally get up all the paperwork signed, kind of like back to the old days where stockbrokers would call you. You'd never meet them. They'd say, I've got a hot tip for you. Uh, you might do everything that way. Those days are pretty much long gone, mm -hmm. but uh, he, and, and he wasn't the, that kind of pushy uh, type of salesperson, but he would get listing. And we're talking about, multi-million dollar listings when wow. he was brand new, when he had no business getting those kind of listings on a phone, on a phone call, he said he had about a 70% close rate if he could mm. get somebody on the phone. Um, That's amazing. And, amazing. And he's done now 3 trillion in transactions. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's just an incredibly, but, but as, as kind and humble and, and as non-salesy uh, as you might not expect, you might expect yeah. him to be maybe a, a bit of a different kind of a person, but he seems to just be a nice, likable guy. Um, so those calls can work. Um, maybe mm -hmm. you're not going to get multi-million dollar listings off of a phone call. Who knows? Um, yeah. But certainly worth a shot if you're not able to do a whole lot right now mm -hmm. anyway, other than reach out. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And, and you know, here's, here's a good piece of encouragement for folks too. take what DJ just said. Think about that in your own market and, and like go, you can go right now while you're listening to this, go pull up your MLS and look at what the average sale price is for a property in your market right now. I bet you um, if you're in a non-metro market, I bet you that sale price is somewhere between two hundred dollars and $300,000. Yeah. If you go right now and you pull up that number and you multiply that number times 10, just that number times 10. And then you add that number, your new number to your volume last year. That's what your volume this year could look like if you have a crummy year on the phone, a bad year. If right. you have a great year, double that number. I mean, it really is. There, there, there are people who want to, to list out there. You just got to get them on the phone. And if you don't know what to say on the phone, you know, plug for the close here. I literally, I was looking today, with this, we have literally a dozen articles on there um, with scripts, phone scripts for all sorts, whether it's expireds or um, FISBOs or uh, old clients or, or totally cold calls. I mean, it's like uh, probably close to 50 scripts uh, across the close on different things. Go there, practice, 
learn some stuff, just get on the phone. I mean, you got, what do you, what do you, what are we doing? Otherwise let's, let's do it. You got time. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. A perfectly said. Um, I also know you, you were interested in talking about, you know, in, in this, uh, about teams. And I will tell you in my own experience, uh, having been recruiting for, for as long as I have, uh, and our firm, we tend to attract more individual practitioners. However, in the last couple of years, I have noticed that, boy, so many brokers are on teams. Um, they, they find a lot of the people, almost just about everyone I've interviewed has a team, these top producers. So this is, um, there are some firms here locally in Chicago that are big firms with thousands of agents who essentially they don't necessarily require you to be on a team, but probably 90% of their agents are. So, so this is ev everything and everywhere is teams right now. Um, mm -hmm. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this. So but let me start off with a question for you. I, given, um, and, and you know, I, you and I haven't talked about this. So if you no. nail this right on the nose, I'll be really impressed. I, um, I likely won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so given thinking about all of the real estate agents across the United States, what percentage of those agents would you say are currently on a team? Oh, would I would bet it's pretty low. And the, the reason I'm going to suggest the number is low is because so many agents are part-time. They mm -hmm. do one or two deals a year and that's mm -hmm. the majority of people have their license. So I'm going to say because of that, I'm going to go 5% are on teams. So, you are close if I asked you this question 10 years ago. It was just over 5% back in 2010. Okay. In, as of 2018, that number jumped to 26%. That is amazing. 26% of agents in the United States are, or excuse me, 26% of agents in the National Association of Realtors. There are right. a few exceptions here, um, but just to make sure we're statistically correct here, are part of teams. And I, I'm going to just submit that 2020 may be the year of the team, unexpectedly so. And, and here's why I think this. In the state of Michigan, I'll just use Michigan as an example, but this is true for almost every other state in the union here. Um, there is no other than passing your state licensure exam and um, taking your pre-license uh, education, there is no um, prerequisite to becoming a real estate agent. You can literally start of, in Michigan, I could have started completely from scratch three weeks ago yeah. and assuming that you know I could take my test right now and in in the matter of three weeks, I could go from having zero experience to being a person who's in charge of somebody's biggest financial moment of their entire life. Right. There is, there, it, it, that's, that's startling to me. And I think for a lot of real estate agents, they, there is this feeling of this weight of the world that kind of comes down on their shoulders and they're like, oh man, all of a sudden I've got all of this privilege and power but I've got all this responsibility too. I wish I had some way to learn the best practices from somebody else. And this is why teams make so much sense for new agents, because you're coming into a situation where you get to work side by side, shoulder to shoulder with um, an experienced agent, a team leader who can not only show you the ropes as far as how to conduct transactions, how to market yourself, how to market your team, and how to interact with uh, clients. 
Um, but you also have somebody who can help mitigate the risk that is inherent in the real estate business. And that last part is especially important for 2020. Real estate is going to see, I'm sorry to say, I, I think we're gonna see some attrition in our industry of agents who are gonna come out on the other side of this pandemic um, unable to support themselves um, because they don't have a support structure set up and a team provides that sort of support structure. You have a built-in lead source, you have built-in clients um, that are a part of your team pool, and you have um, built-in opportunities to market yourself through the team channels. And so I, I think that there is going to be an attrition of individual agents and a growth of teams as agents are looking to kind of mitigate some of that risk and, um, and uh, create for themselves opportunities uh, as a part of a team that maybe they wouldn't have before. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's interesting. I interview a lot of the top 1% agents who mm -hmm. are on the show here and almost with, you know, there's got to, there has to be a few exceptions, but out of the 160 plus episodes we've done, it's just a few times where somebody did it all on their own from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I just interviewed and I, the episode, I can't remember if it's, if by the time people listen to this, um, if it will be out yet, if you're watching this right now live, it, it's not yet out, but I interviewed a gentleman from um, San Jose, California for, with Keller Williams. And he, uh, his name is Jordan and he is, uh, no, I'm sorry. I, yeah. His name is Jordan. Anyway, he, um, he's in his fifth year. He's 28 years old. And this year, uh, he did 68 million in production himself. Wow. Um, and oh, yo, like one of the most incredible success stories I've ever heard yeah. um, it, for somebody that young and in their fifth year. But he started on a team and he was willing to uh, take um, a bit less commission on every deal. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, he thought of it as an investment into mm -hmm. his future business. And he said, honestly, he partnered up with one of the top agents in the area. Mm -hmm. And he said, I just wanted to learn everything this guy did. And it was worth it for me to share my commission with him because number one, he helped me close deals. But, mm -hmm. and, but number two, he said, more importantly, I learned everything I know um, from him. And it was, it was the smartest money I, I ever spent. And again, when they say money spent, meaning he was taking less commission because he would be sharing some of that with his team. And so I, I know that there's a lot of people who may be listening, thinking, well, I don't really want to give up, you know, some of my commission, uh, which of course, in, in especially today's you know, economy, mm -hmm. this is, that's a difficult decision to make. Um, however, if you think about it as an investment, um, mm -hmm. I mean, all I can tell you is just about everyone we've ever interviewed started on a team. So take that for what it's worth. A hundred percent. And, and let me, let me frame it another way too. Um, as a real estate coach, I can tell you, I mean, every situation is a little bit different, but I charge about a hundred bucks an hour to sit down and talk uh, and work through different, um, different uh, strategies and, and uh, ways that you can better your business. Um, as a member of a team, as a, especially as a junior member of a team, you are getting that essentially for free. When you think about the number of hours that you get under in the tutelage of whoever is leading your team. Now, it becomes important. This is a really important place. You, you want to make sure you're choosing a team where the leader of said team is someone you can really learn from. It doesn't make any sense to join a team uh, with people who 
don't bring value to you. But if you think about the number of hours that you are going to be working side by side, the number of text messages you're going to exchange with this market leader in your business, uh, the number of phone calls and meetings you're going to be in, that is just countless opportunities for you to learn how to um, to up and, and to level up your business. And let's look at it also from the flip side. This is a message that goes out specifically to the agents right now who are listening to this, who have, uh, you know, have achieved a level of success in your local market that you, you basically hit the ceiling for what you can do by yourself. I would like to suggest to you before you hire an unlicensed assistant, consider starting a small team with a brand new licensed agent instead of an assistant. Someone who, yes, you may by, uh, the, by virtue of commissions end up paying a little bit more, but you have a person who is extraordinarily invested in your success because their success depends on your success here. A licensed um, a junior agent as a part of your team they eat when you eat, as opposed to an assistant who is getting an hourly wage. Of course, they want you to be successful, but they're clocking out and going home whether you close the deal or not. And so this is the time right now for agents who have reached that level of success where they have to, they have to do something in order to level up to the next place. Consider starting a team right now because you have a lot of people who are hungry for success and are looking to mitigate their risk right now, this is an opportunity for you. I, I couldn't agree more. I, uh, this is a few years ago, I interviewed a, a realtor from the suburbs of Chicago. She's a lovely, lovely woman. I, I won't mention her name just in case she's not looking to grow her team anymore. This is a few years ago, mm -hmm. but she was, and I don't remember if this made it to the episode or not, but I think it did. But she had said uh, to me at some point, I asked her because she was looking to build, build, uh, uh, attract more team members. And I said, well, what are you looking for? And she says, uh, now she's a $50 million producer. Um, mm. And she's, she was funny because I congratulated her. And she goes, mm, I really should be closer to 100. I, I'm kind of slacking these days. And I went, oh, boy, 50 million is slacking. But, but she said, um, DJ, what I'm looking for is somebody that will literally just let me teach them exactly what to do. She's like, I guarantee if someone joins my team and they do the work that I'm going to suggest to them. And she goes, we're not talking about 80 hours of work a week. We're talking about, you know, probably... 50 to 60. But mm -hmm. if you can do that, she goes, within two years, I guarantee I will get you into six figures. She's like, I guarantee it because I've done it. I've replicated it. And it wasn't a sales pitch. She was just saying with absolute confidence, mm -hmm. I absolutely know the way to build this business because she's been doing it 20 plus years and she's, you know, mentored countless people. And she goes, the problem is, is most people just aren't going to follow these instructions. So it's really important um, you know, to, to really rely upon your, your team or the team you're choosing to work with um, to help, you know, you grow and you, you, you know, if you just have the attitude of, I'll just, you know, do what they do uh, or what they suggest, you're likely to have their level of success. Yeah, it's or, true. You, or you'll find out real quickly if it's not a good fit. Um, mm -hmm. In which case, of course, there are lots of other teams. Um, we, we, I interview people a lot for the show who are on teams. And I always ask before we get started, I say, are you looking for team members? Because if you say you are, what will happen when we finish this episode is you will get about 20 or 30 phone calls. Mm. And that may not be what you want, 
And some, sometimes um, teams will say, do not, we are not looking for new team members or, or, or no, we are. Um, but you know, the good news is, is you can reach out to all these top producers. They're so accessible and they are business owners, especially okay. if they're leading a team. Uh, they are looking at it, hopefully like a business and they are looking to make investments. They may, may be wanting to invest in you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that investment, that's an important point. And, and because I, one of the things that I talk to agents who are hesitant about joining a team, they want to make it on their own. They don't want to be tied to somebody else is like, put yourself in another entrepreneurial position here. If it wasn't real estate, you would be, um, you would be falling all over yourself excited if somebody offered you an opportunity to learn from, uh, let's say you started a coffee shop, somewhat you would be falling all over yourself for the opportunity to partner with the most successful coffee shop in town for two for the first two years of your business. You would yeah. say this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity, and I use the the example two years here just because when you're part of a real estate team you don't sign a contract that locks your life in place here. Your team leader knows that they are essentially training their competition. That's right. They ha- it is uh, the onus on the team leader to do everything in their power to keep you as a part of the team. Because once you discover your own agency and um, growth uh, mobility, you will have the opportunity to go do whatever you want in this business, why not take advantage of getting to work as a partner with the most successful coffee shop in town and learn how to make the coffee first? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so important. And, you know, I, it's, it's, you know, one of those things where a lot of times we, we rely probably too much, and I understand why we do, but as agents, we may rely too much upon the trainers we have at our office who may or may not be out actively producing. They might be running the office. They might be providing support. And while they are almost certainly skilled and and there's a reason they're in that position, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you can bring value to another top producer in your office by saying, I want to ride along with you. I want to learn everything um, that, that, you know, and I would be willing to work with you on transactions. Um, so you'll be helping their business. They'll be helping mm-hmm. your business. And, and yes, maybe down the road, you'll, you'll graduate to just be a solo practitioner. You won't maybe want to be on a team. Um, but until you know that the industry as well as they do, um, I, I, yeah, I just, again, I, we understand that it's not fun to give up more of the commission that you may already be feeling like you give too much of up. Um, but boy, what, what a great investment for the long game. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think, I think 2020 is a year because of everything that is happening in our, uh, macro and, uh, local economies, um, you know, it makes a lot of sense to me that people are going to be looking for ways to reduce their volatility, increase their um, kind of their business insurance, so to speak. And, and teams, teams really seem like a, a solution that checks all those boxes. So I'll be very curious to see um, kind of how uh, our industry responds on that. 
Well, what a, what a great place to wrap up. You know, we talked about uh, the importance of, of what's going on with the buyer's market and mm-hmm. also to consider teams. And right now, it, it, back to teams, just for a quick, quick point is great time to reach out uh, to some teams and, and speak with them and interview with them. And, yeah. and you're interviewing them, they're interviewing you and, and just say, hey, I think I can provide value. I'd, I'd like to tell you about my goals and, and my challenges and see if it'd be a good fit. So now's a great time to schedule those, uh, those mm-hmm. Zoom calls or, or phone calls. Um, because again, uh, if activity is, is down in your area, and it probably is, uh, those top agents have, a little, have more free time than they normally would. So great opportunity Absolutely. to reach out. Yeah, um, totally. I, you know, I, I just I want to add one little one sure. little point here. Um, team leaders that I personally know, these are folks who are willing to they they are willing to get you on their baseball team here um, by by any means necessary if you have potential to. Um, you know, if, if if you are an agent who who has lots of opportunity but hasn't quite gotten to their to their apex yet, you know, I know team leaders who would. Um, pay your your uh, MLS fees uh, yep. for a year to get you on board who would give you a better split for your first 12 months you know these are all things like this is this is an opportunity to cover a lot of bases for for junior agents right now rather than leaving the real estate industry um, if you're concerned about about stability consider this as an option Great. And Chris, tell us um, a little bit more about The Close. For anyone listening, I know we yeah. mentioned it at the beginning, but theclose.com is one of our favorite websites. It, it might be really in some ways is our favorite website because what we do is so closely aligned with, with their mission, uh, which is to provide content for agents, uh, for teams, um, for, for any real estate professional that is looking to grow their business or just develop additional skills. Uh, there really isn't another website like it for this community, um, which is just specifically really focused in one thing is how do we help you grow your business? Yeah, hundred percent. The close is a fantastic spot to go. If you have questions about any and all things, real estate, um, our editorial team, our real estate professionals, um, who happen to, uh, also, uh, be able to write. It's not the other way around. We, we put our real estate, um, uh, experience and savvy at the forefront of everything that we do. Um, And we work really hard every day to create content that is going to better real estate agent and broker and teams business um, with with uh, every piece we produce. I also want to mention too that our mission statement, we have a mission statement on the close and it is to be the best answers to real estate questions. So whether that is a question about CMAs or marketing or uh, negotiation or social media. I mean, there's A to Z. There's tons of things. We want to be the best answer there. So whether it's an article that me or my editorial partner are writing, whether it's advice on social media, we have a fantastic community director there. We run a Facebook group uh, called the Close Real Estate Agents Mastermind. You can join that for free. Um, We have a really active community. coaching call and webinar experience. We have course for sale. We really want to benefit every aspect of your business. So um, come visit us. Super easy to find us, theclose.com. We got tons of stuff working there um, and we'd love to, we'd love to talk. So drop us a comment on an article. Let's get a conversation going. 
and what I like too is is that your content is is not overwhelming in its frequency. So mm. whereas other real estate websites are, might be publishing four to seven articles a day, mm-hmm. uh, the close does uh, just a few a week, and they put a tremendous amount of energy and re- research into these articles. They're long form articles, which I love. Um, And they're very highly specific to, hey, here's steps to actually achieve your goals. Whereas, and we run across this every day because we try to find an article ourselves that someone else has written to put on our Keeping It Real podcast uh, Facebook page. And so many websites um, just post articles that are links of very general sort Mm -hmm. of, you already know to do this lists of to do's and yeah. and which is that's fine i guess but i like that you guys don't do that you get really hyper specific and and give away the secret sauce in the articles and and those it's important because th- that's really um what what we love so much is that you guys you're not just writing these generic articles they're very specific well we're glad to hear that you know i that is a that's a conscious choice on our part we would rather release two to three really great pieces a week than two to three mediocre pieces a day because honestly i I don't know if you know this but there are approximately on average there are about 300 350 words on every cereal box if you count the if you count the nutrition information all the stuff on the back all the stuff on the front it's about 300 350 words but at the end of the day you know what that gets you? Nothing. You could read that entire box and you walk away no smarter than you were before. Yeah, maybe a little fuller tummy, but that's about it. We don't want to be the cereal box of, the, of real estate uh, on the internet. We want to be the cereal. We want to be what actually fills you up here. And so you can come to the close. Uh, you know, I spend, uh, it's a full-time job, re- uh, researching, reading other people's stuff, talking to people, putting together actionable advice and strategy that people can actually take and use to better their business. And so we want you to be a part of that community. Come, come visit us on the close. Yeah. Visit the close.com, uh, subscribe to their newsletter, put the, if you have an RSS feeder, like, like, like mm-hmm. Feedly a reader rather like Feedly or, or, or there's a bunch, um, add them up as well. Um, and then Chris, if anyone is in the Northern Michigan area who may yeah. be looking to work with an agent, um, mm-hmm. what's the best way a buyer, a seller, a renter, maybe an agent looking for coaching in your area yeah. or, or really you can coach anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, how should someone reach out to you? So I'm really glad you asked, actually. I'm all over the place. You can visit me on my website, which is just chrislincell.com. Super easy. Um, You can also find me on social media. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I post uh, strategy and uh, coaching stuff every day there. Um, You can find me on Twitter. Uh, You can find me on uh, Instagram. I mean, I'm just just all over the place. So... um, don't and if, and if you want to fight, uh, if you want to fight with Chris, you can find him on Twitter and uh, and voice your <laughs> your uh, concerns about his opinions. I'm very active in um, in uh, uh, <laughs> spirited Twitter conversations. We'll put it that way. I love I love the fact that you can uh, you have to be brief on Twitter. It keeps people from going on these long, you know, twenty minute uh, rants. You can sure. just be kind of short and to the point with two sentences and that's my favorite way to discuss things right now awesome well 
definitely reach reach out to Chris. He's super easy to find, and you can access all of uh, the closes, of course, uh, contact information as well, and social mm-hmm. accounts on theclose.com. Uh, you can also see their uh, their 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 leadership uh, and their editors, and you can actually get to Chris from that page as well. Yeah, you um, bet. So, Chris, uh, thanks again for being on uh, the show. We'll, we'll see you, of course, next month. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Things are a little bit um, calmed, more calmed down. We're, we're hoping, starting yeah. to see some of the states easing restrictions. Let's hope that's a good idea, and uh, hopefully we can all get get back to our jobs uh, as helping with real estate transactions. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to talking again soon. All right, thanks. On behalf of the audience, we want to thank Chris for his participation every month. This is very big for us. We've been looking to partner with someone. Uh, in this space. And Chris was the natural choice. And so we're, we're so honored to have him. And on, we're also honored to have everyone who continues to listen and support our show. Um, so on behalf of Chris and myself to the audience, we say thank you uh, and continue to listen. Please keep telling a friend, visit us on Facebook as well, which is facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. Also find the clothes are on Facebook as well. Just do a search for the clothes. Uh, easy way to find them is type in the clothes and then dot type in D O T C O M. She'll pull it right up, but you'll find them anyway. They're, they're easy. Um, and uh, follow us both. And um, we will see you Chris in a month. Hope uh, everyone, you know, is staying safe and healthy and hope our listeners are too. So thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Oh, 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 o